What's up, everyone? Episode 49 is here. Joining me this week is Bowman Academy's head coach, Coach Tyrone Robinson. In this episode, we discuss the history of Bowman, life as a head coach, and Marvin Ray legacy. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. Welcome to another episode of the Duan Marrero Podcast. I'm your host, Duan Marrero. Joining me this week is someone who played a significant role in my life growing up playing basketball. He will pick me up every morning to go to practice. We did cross-country road trips on our way to AAU tournaments together. He's a true OG, and now is the head coach at Bowman Academy, which is my former high school located in Gary, Indiana. The one and only Tyrone Robinson. Pleasure to have you on the podcast, bro. Nice to be here, Rick. Nice to be here. Hey, man, it's been a minute. I told you since day one, I'm like, man, I got to get you on the podcast. Let me interview you. And we're in the Eagles den right now. Uh, newly named Marvin Ray Gymnasium. Yes, yes. Um, we obviously go way back, Bone, so I'm very thankful to have you on the pod. You know, Marv would have been hopped on. Yes, without a doubt. He, he would have been doubt. He would have been on for the culture. He would have been like, yeah, let me hop on that real quick, <laughs> without Rick. Without a doubt. Um, but that's why we're here today to yeah. keep his legacy alive because he, he did a lot for us yes. in, in hindsight and you've known him way longer than I've known him growing up mm-hmm. um, you know for a lot of people wondering who is Coach Robinson who would you say uh, Coach Robinson is well this day and age Coach Robinson is mild mannered laid back uh, more patient uh, more understanding you know, back when we was coaching you all and coaching and traveling with y'all, you know, we had to be a little more harder and rougher because uh, Marvin had a mission. No doubt. Yeah, and, and, and since y'all was little, his mission. We we go way back since yeah. uh, early 2000s. A lot of yeah. people don't know, obviously, it's like two decades later, yeah. but yeah. we started off playing at, at Tolleston. Yeah, that was back um, in the 90s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we like I said, we had uh, fifth myself, Tyree, yeah. CB, CB, Jesse Berry, the whole gang. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Coach Tom Hamer and Marvin. Yes. Like, yes, you ever thought back? Like, damn, it's it's crazy that that coaching staff of the Gary Falcons kind of all passed away. Yeah, you know, I think about it every day. I'm in the school, and, um, and I'm in this gym, and I'm coaching, and uh, I have time to reflect on the past and looking up on the walls and, you know, I cry a lot, you know, when I'm alone in here, but um, because we had some great times and we had a struggle coming up, you know, and but Marvin had a plan and he made it all work. And, you know, when he built this from the ground up, he stuck with his plan. Yeah, he did. Very successful with it. We was at the old Bowman Gymnasium, Theo Bowman Leadership Academy. And he told us we all get in the new gym. Yeah. Nobody, everybody was excited, but we wasn't going to believe it till we see till it. Till we see it. And yeah. um, we like, where the hell are they going to put the gym at? Everybody was saying that. Um, I remember when he first happened, he called me and told me to come down to the school. And me and him walked there. He gave me a tour of the school. And I was excited for him and y'all because um, y'all really deserved it at that time because we was on the road every every day every game we was on the road we had like an nba road trip yeah we had road trips starting starting that young yeah as we did 
Um, and then we all went to the same high school. And, and Bowman wasn't for everybody because we had Xavier Jones that could have right. went here. True, true. Uh, uh, and that's just to name him. Um, we could have had a lot of more of our team, and that would have been it would have been critical for a lot of other teams. Yes, it but the, the rules at Bowman didn't apply to everyone. Right, that's right, um, that's but, right. But as a parent at that time for you, you saw us transition, go to middle school together, then go to high school, and win a championship. It wasn't just like we connected in high school. We literally went to uh, Florida together for nationals. Yes. We tagged together. Yes. And to see us win that championship in 2010, what was that feeling like as a parent? You know what it was. It was a, a great feeling. Uh, it seemed that all the hard work had paid off. Uh, you're right. We was out tagging. It was a family. Everything was about family at that time. We did everything together. Them was joyful times, and you know I'll never forget that. You know, and that's what I try to teach the kids that I'm coaching today about family and and having a bond with one another, and you know. I spend time with them just like I spend time with y'all, but I probably spend more time with them because we had, you know, it was Marvin also, and Marvin spent quality time with y'all. No, and, and no question. Know. As obviously when they presented you the head coach's job, I'm, you like, in a way, my life is about to change because I'm gonna have to give 120% to this job. Yeah. Because yeah, I know what did. this entails because yeah, it's it like I have to be responsible now for kids, these yes. random phone calls coaching staff and all the responsibility falls on me yes if, if something was to go south right but you know uh, Rico what I do is um, I reflect on everything that Marvin told me uh, man Marvin had lots of conversations and how he was doing things and the right way mm -hmm. uh, which was good so I still reflect on that and my pattern dealing with the kids it's the same the way he dealt with y'all and because he was hands-on and it took it takes a lot of time it takes up a lot of your time throughout the day you know uh, and night no uh, I, I, so. I can only imagine like especially you original games like being from Gary yeah you saw a lot of good basketball back back in your time what was that era like in the, in the 90s well, Gary I, basketball? well I, our era was more uh, man it was tough you know we you know you know, we had Winston Garland, we had Renato Thomas, you had Tim McAllister, you had Anthony Gales for over there at Emerson. Uh, it was just, ooh, it was, you know, Renee Glover, Tellis, Tellis Franks, and Asbury, and it was it was tough. You know, we played hard-nosed basketball. Y'all era was more skilled, y'all was more skilled than we were. Um, Y'all played a little bit more faster than we were, but we didn't have the three-point line, so we had to get ours the hard way. I can, I can only imagine, because <laughs> now you see the game evolve to now yeah. where kids coming in from the suburbs, yeah, hooping. Yeah. If they could shoot, they could have a long career. Right. Um, what can you say Gary taught you now where you at in your life to about two decades ago? You know what, Gary taught me everything. Uh, everything I learned was from Gary. Uh, I'm more thoughtful right now, you know. Uh, I remember when, uh, <laughs> before Marvin passed away, he told me I was getting uh, soft. 
you know, because uh, I started listening more and I'm, I'm more understanding. You know, back then when I was coaching, I didn't want to hear a lot of things. It's this way or the highway. You thought with more logic. Yeah. So right now, you know, I put myself in the kids' shoes because I've been there. And and, and you have you been able to connect in this era as well? You know what? It's um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge because um, y'all era was more mature. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying that they, all the kids are not mature, but some of them are not mature, and you have to study, keep your hands on them, and keep talking to them every day. And you get, you know, a lot of these kids in this era, they just want to know that you care. And I gotta believe, like, especially the parents are more hands on because yeah. of social media right and and mainly let's say facebook um where they're on the same social media as their son so obviously they're going to post just as much as their kid promoting right. them right and then they come to you wanting their kid to be a superstar how do you handle that well the thing that i tell the parents is that um i can put the kids in position to be successful it's they have to work hard at where else they trying to get to because um, I can put you in front of the coaches. I can put you in the big games. Um, it's about hard work, and that's what I let the parents know. I don't promise the parents anything. You know, I, one thing I do let them know is that they go get education, and, and they're going to play basketball, and they're going to be put in front of the people to be successful. When... Uh you know, Marvin passed away, and then you had Nick take the position at Lighthouse. How did that, how did life turn for you knowing that, man, my family members, that head coach at Lighthouse, Marvin passed. Did you, did you ever thought of it like that? And it just, but it obviously just happened so, so naturally. Yeah, I, I thought about it. Uh, I, I even thought about it when Marvin was at Lighthouse. I didn't, uh, it didn't sit well with me. Even with Nick right now, I would have loved to have Nick with me because, my opinion, this is where he belonged. Uh, his father built this legacy over here. Um, I'm not going to be here that long, so I would have loved to have Nick here because I believe that uh, it would have been his time over here. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and, and hopefully, you know that day will come and, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it will come to fruition very soon and you was a huge fan of Kobe yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when I was little you and Marvin would have these debates when I'm in the back seat <laughs> and you would tell Marvin like man Kobe's a bad man yeah. Kobe don't need Shaq <laughs> right Kobe could do it by himself <laughs> you yeah. say you see what that man could do <laughs> one on five <laughs> and he's gonna keep shooting yeah how, how 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 did that affect you, knowing that you grew up watching Kobe and obviously you was much older, but you saw that man go into high school, into the league? Yeah, it was a tragedy, man. It hurt me. Uh, the more I think about it now, it, you know, it still hurts, you know. So young, you know, he achieved what he wanted to achieve and as an NBA player, and now he was on to the next chapter of his life, and it got cut short. You know, and at that time, the first thing that came back to my mind again was Marvin. You know, uh, yeah, it's, it's been bothering me 
for quite a, for since it happened. Makes you more appreciative yeah, of, of, yeah. of life. Yeah. Less, you know, less trying to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Just being angry towards somebody who pissed oh, you off. No You'd be doubt. like, it's not even that serious. It's not even worth it. <laughs> you don't even think to like be angry with it's, somebody. It's not, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth because it. Because I, I think when Kobe passed away, it was okay for a lot more men to show their emotional side yes, publicly. Yes, it was. It was. It was. And, and that was probably a rare moment where you could go out in the street or come up to a random person and talk about Kobe and you, yeah. anybody could click. I yeah. remember I was uh, I was in a store. I was in like uh, Marshalls and a um, young lady next to me, was like, I was on FaceTime and I mentioned Kobe. She was like, can you, know, can you not say it out loud? And, and that's and like, I didn't even know this person, but we could have instantly had a conversation about Kobe. Yeah, yeah, it, it, you know, every my wife. Matter of fact, when I, that was her favorite player, and and, and she cried for a few days over that. Yeah, you know. It, you know. And and it's crazy because how society is. They yeah. can mourn. Let's say social media can mourn for a week, then the next week act like nothing didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of happening that way now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's if, if, you know, and, that way and now. now I don't know if you've been up to date with Gail King, uh, the the young, the lady. Made remarks, made the remarks about um, yeah, I know you're talking about Kobe Bryant and Lisa Leslie and Lisa yeah. said I don't I don't think we should be talking about this right now, and how social media is just really on her right now. Yeah, because uh, yeah. you, you're talking about a legend. That's right. That's exactly what you. And she about. probably had no idea. Yeah. And whoever told her to say that, no regrets it. Yeah. Because people making threats to her. Yeah, I know they are. Um. So yeah, I, I, that's why I wanted to touch on that subject, Bone, because obviously those were two influential people. Yes. Um, yes. Especially Marvin and our Gary, Indiana yes, community. Yes. Um, and then what Kobe was globally. Yeah. To a lot of people, um, and like I said, Bone, wrapping things up with this last segment, like, what has your philosophy with your team been this season? How, how proud have you been with your team? You know what? I'm I'm very proud of them because you know they come in, they work hard. Um, that's my philosophy. Hard work. No matter what you do, give 110% because it's going to show and it's going to pay off. Uh, you can't cheat the game because all you'll be doing is cheating yourself. You know, when, you, when you're lagging and, and not working as hard as you can be working or should be working, it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to work for you. See, my philosophy is to get kids in college. I want I want every one of my seniors to go to college, and that's what I strive for. No, uh, amen. Remember, uh, Marvin used to say, "You're only as good as your last game." That's right. And, that's I, right. and I know you tell your kids that when they see their highlights, and yeah. obviously you have an athletic team. They play very hard, um, but you're only as good as your last game. That's it. And Marvin used to tell me that. Say, Rick, man, so I'm reading your own newspaper articles. You're only as good as your last game. Yeah. And when you had that bad game. All those same people was loving you. Yeah, they go show you how they really feel about you. Right, right. <laughs> um, Bone, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem, um, Rick. I appreciate you taking the time out. Obviously, during the season and you're working, I appreciate it. Um, you guys, there you have it. The one and only Coach Robinson, a.k.a. Bone. Um, you guys, don't forget to leave a review and hit subscribe. Releasing content every Thursday in Bone. I know you're ready for postseason. Yes, sir. There yes, you have I it. Yes, I am.
All right, you guys, I will see you next week. Stay tuned. We are back. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Coach Bone, a.k.a. Coach Robinson. As you all listen, Bone and I go way back, and it was an honor to get him on the podcast and do it in Marvin Ray's gymnasium. Stay tuned for episode 50 next week. And also, on this day last year was my first ever episode I released on the DM pod. This marks my one-year anniversary doing the podcast. So I truly appreciate all of you for listening. And guys, please do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review.